The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Wrestling With Jonas. Uh, uh, a, a very late night uh, episode of Wrestling With Jonas over here in the UK. It's about quarter past midnight, but uh, for good reason uh, for my next guest. And I will introduce my next guest very, very soon. But we've we've had a couple of weeks off from the podcast. Our last episode, episode 300 uh, with Nina Samuels. Uh, that was uh, a couple of weeks ago, the 15th. A tremendous episode, very well received. And uh, was a bit of a landmark milestone episode for Wrestling With Jonas. Um, and uh, we've had a bit of a break because I've been busy working at shows as a backstage interviewer and, of course, with Progress at Super Strong Style. But now we're back and this is episode 301. We're live across Facebook, YouTube and Twitch. And I've got an excellent guest to kind of officially kick off the 300s. And my guest for episode 301 is uh, on my right hand side of the screen there, Ripper Reed. Uh, how Hello. you doing, Ripper? Great to see you. Yeah, not bad, thanks. Uh, congrats on the 300 episodes as well. Very there impressive. we go, absolutely. And like I say, an awesome guest to have on for episode uh, 301. And the reason why we are doing a, a late night episode of Wrestling With John is it's uh, quarter past midnight over here in the UK, Saturday morning, uh, but it's quarter past eight in the morning um, over in Japan, which is where Ripper <laughs> is at the moment. He's been there for uh, just over a month, I believe, and we'll get into all of uh, that. Two months, but, uh, coming up to two months. Coming up to two months. Mm. But um, mm. uh, how, how is life treating you over in Japan at the moment? Um, I, um, I know we had a bit of a chat off air, and you're absolutely loving things, but uh, yeah. sum up uh, how things are over in Japan at the moment. Um, yeah, things are going really well. Um, the training's it's, it's hard, don't get me wrong, but really enjoying it. Um, I really get to live the rest of the lifestyle here. My life is wrestling here. It's not um, like my old life back home because obviously yeah. most wrestlers, they work, they have a full-time job and they wrestle on the side. Um, so it's it's different, but in a good way. So it's, it's really fun. Absolutely, absolutely. We will talk a lot more, but uh, 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 straight off the bat, a little bit of promotion for Wrestling With Jonas. And if you haven't done so already, uh, please subscribe to our YouTube channel or whatever audio platform you're listening to us on, uh, because these are the guests that we're going to have for the rest of the month, uh, June. And then you forgot what month we're in then. Of course, we've got Ripper Reed uh, as my guest today for episode 301 and the other day in the Electric Ballroom at Progress. I had the honour, the privilege of interviewing Nigel McGuinness, uh, ROH uh, legend, of course, former WWE commentator, and my exclusive interview with Nigel will be dropping soon on YouTube. So, uh, all the more reason to subscribe. And of course, we got this guy here, a guy that uh, Ripper knows very well, Eddie mm -hmm. Dennis, coming onto the show on Monday, the 12th of June, the English Lion. Um, and then, of course, two days later, uh, Wednesday the 14th, British wrestling legend James Mason. So there's three uh, kind of legends, British legends there, and uh, three great reasons why you should be signed up to uh, Wrestling With Jonas right now. And then we've got uh, Rain Leverkusen coming on to the show towards the end of the month. Uh, Mike Quackenbush, a uh, famous American promoter, promoter of Shikara, of course, finishing off the month with Vusik. Um, and that's seven amazing interviews all in one month. Um, and of course, starting off with this guy here, Ripper Reed. And, and the, the ironic thing about this is um, you're thousands of miles away over in Japan. But over here in the UK, you live like 
five minutes down the road from me, uh -huh. don't you? I live in Westbury. Mm -hmm. You yeah. live in Trowbridge. I work mm -hmm. in Trowbridge. Yeah. Um, uh, but ironically, we're, we're kind of talking to one another, uh, not in the UK, not five minutes down the road, but thousands of miles away. That That's, yeah. that's, pretty, that's pretty bizarre. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Yeah. What a coincidence. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. But um, let, let's go back to kind of Japan. And um, I, I've got to ask you kind of, what 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 you enjoy most about Japan in terms of the culture, the food, mm -hmm. the lifestyle, mm -hmm. the people, outside of the wrestling, uh, mm -hmm. what what are the kind of Japanese uh, culture or food based things or anything um, to do with Japan are you enjoying at the moment? So the first thing I noticed when I got here was the they're so they're so much cleaner than English people. Yeah, well, that's it's the only country I've really properly experienced. So. But um, it's not that English people are dirty, but here they're just it's so they're so clean. Like the house straight away, the rules were set. Um, yeah. So you can't wear shoes anywhere indoors. Straight away, you wear indoor shoes. Yeah. Just little things like that. Um, the toilets here are just completely different. They're amazing. The Japanese toilets. <laughs> um, uh, but then food-wise, um, yes, yeah, very different. I've ate so much food I've never even thought i would try before um but i struggle to even remember because I, I eat so much different food here um but you're but, enjoying the food i'm guessing you are enjoying yeah the food. i do enjoy, I, I enjoy the food i mean back home all i really ate was chicken and rice yeah. so in, in some aspects the food here is similar because i eat kind of the same style of meals but here it tends to be just the little like additions to meals are very different yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. But I tend to eat a lot of ramen. That seems right. to be my go-to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I've had that once or twice. I've had that once or twice. Absolutely delicious. But um, I mean, I, I've got to ask you, and I'm going to bring up some pictures just to kind of. I mean, here's just a, a snapshot, uh, a glimpse, a snippet of Ripper Reed over in Japan, and uh, I love that picture. That picture just so <laughs> intense, so much intensity, so much passion, yeah. <laughs> um, and kind of demonstrates kind of in a nutshell what you're all about, and we will mm. kind of explore that and go into detail. Um, but um, tell me a little bit about how you first got the opportunity to go out there, because you, you've been in the business for a couple of years. We, we mm -hmm. spoke a bit off air, and I think yeah. we've, we've just literally just surpassed two years of you kind of commencing your training, in and yeah. you know, stepping through them doors on, on day mm -hmm. one and we'll talk all about that of course but so how did you get the opportunity to fly out there and spend some time in Japan and, and and also to kind of bit of a peek behind the curtain you're out there for a full year aren't you yeah um I haven't even booked a got a return flight booked one way so, flight <laughs> yeah so I've kind of just come out here and I'm just seeing what happens <laughs> um but the opportunity came about it was actually the day i think it was the first time i met you as well in cheltenham yeah um so that at that, that, that point in time i was really new in in the business and um i was kind of just tagging along to shows a lot with joel um and just if it was even if i didn't do anything just to meet people and because wrestling's all about networking um and yeah he knew to was going to be there and he wanted to introduce me to Tajiri um so yeah it, that happened obviously I met Tajiri and we got on quite well um and he did he said to Joel oh send me some footage um because at the time I think he was at All Japan 
Yes. And All Japan, they they kind of do a similar thing to what uh, Kyushu do. Um, and they, they brought a few, I know they've had a few foreign guys or gaijins, they call them, um, in the dojo there. But about exactly, well, yeah, I'd say about a year later, I then heard about an opportunity to come to Japan. Um, and it all happened very quickly. I think last December, I remember Joel gave me a text and he was, he kind of just said, oh, Merry Christmas. <laughs> um, and it was a screenshot of uh, Tajiri saying uh, to bring me over, bring me out to Japan. Wow. Um, so, yeah, that was cool. And then, yeah, from December to April, I then went prepared to move across the world. So happened very quickly yeah <laughs> absolutely absolutely and i mean joel spent uh i think a fair portion of 2019 out in yeah japan. i think it was 2019 mm -hmm. for all japan himself yeah. and i spoke spoke about that with joel when i had him on the show uh a year or so ago probably closer to two years ago and um did joel give you any advice about uh not necessarily about wrestling over in japan but living over in japan and things to do or not to do did he give you any advice about kind of uh staying over in japan for a, a long period of time like he did um the main yeah the main things were really uh you know obviously stay in touch with people back home mm. um to like avoid the homesickness yeah um he said he, he really prepared me for the training mentally because um, he said, you know, it's going to be hard. So if you get hurt or anything, you've got to be prepared just to to kind of deal with it. Sure. Um, uh, and yeah, they were they were the two main things. Just, you know, you, Japan's tough. So you, when you come here, you've got to kind of change your mindset. Um, uh, but they were the main things because um, yeah. he Joel, Joel really, whenever he spoke about Japan, it was always very good things he loves the country um i remember he told me once it, he feels it's so safe uh like it's if his wife and son came here he'd be completely fine with them walking around because it is japan is so safe that's one of the other things i've noticed it's just people here you if you leave your wallet out or your phone no one's going to steal it it's, yeah everyone's so kind and friendly Japan is definitely on my bucket list and uh, yeah. one of those countries I want to go to uh, mm. not just for the culture but for the wrestling as well um, but uh, for sure and uh, when you first arrived you were introduced to the fans now I, I did have to chuckle when I saw your social post <laughs> and, and, and I think you said that you weren't fully expecting to be introduced uh, no, to the I fans mean... on this day uh, <laughs> you, you, you said you know maybe your attire might have been slightly different had you appeared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, tell us a bit about that I mean, to be honest, I, I dress like shit all the time. So that, that's, to be honest, that's a very accurate representation of me. I dress like that pretty much every day. But yeah, I wasn't expecting that. That was one of my more out there outfits that day as well. So I met I met uh, Juice and Thunder Liger looking like that as well. Mate, and I, I've got a picture of that somewhere. I will find it. I will find it. But um, let's have a quick look. Find it. See if I can find it now. But uh, it's, it's it's better. Oh, here we go. Here we go. And uh, I mean, yeah. exactly. There we That's go. Cool. Must have been the same day. You're wearing the same attire. And mm. uh, on top of flying out to Japan, being introduced to the fans out there, obviously, mm. you know, commencing your training with Tajiri, and then and then. Uh, getting introduced uh, and meeting uh, legends, mm. Jushin Thunder Liger. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sure you was fully aware of his work and his legendary mm. status. So yes. that must have been a, a huge thrill for you. Yeah. So that that was on the first uh, Friday I was there. So it's just 
it's crazy for me. And I just landed in Japan, and then two days later, I was at a show, and then I met met him, and it was it was really cool. He was a really nice guy. Yeah, um, it was crazy just to see him up close because obviously I've always, I've knew who he were, who he is for years, but um, yeah, it was a really uh, cool moment. Oh, absolutely. Mm. I'm sure if ever I got that close, I'd probably yeah. mark out. Uh, <laughs> I'd probably turn to jelly. But but I know we've already touched on a bit. Let, let's talk about this guy here and uh, mm -hmm. Tajiri. Obviously, the, the head coach, the head trainer of yep. the school, the company where you are. Um, mm -hmm. So just remind us of uh, kind of the, the name of the uh, company, the wrestling company mm -hmm. that you are training at. Yep. Um, and, and more importantly, what's it like to train under Tajiri, the, the Japanese buzzsaw, uh, yeah. a legend of uh, WWE, all mm. Japan, um, yeah. uh, so uh, and of course Cheltenham. Uh, but yeah. uh, tell us what it's like. Um, uh, what's the name of the company first of all? Because yeah. I don't think I'll ever pronounce it. So the company is called Kyushu Pro Wrestling, Kyushu. Um, and they're solely based in the island of Kyushu. But they do they do branch out. Um, they did run a show at Korokan Hall uh, last year. So um, they're slowly starting to branch out into other areas of Japan, it seems. Um, but at the moment, we're, we're the biggest regional company in Kyushu, um, which is a, it's a huge island. So there's a lot of shows. Um, and in, in August, we've got a, a really big show coming up. Um, it's the 15th anniversary um, where I'll be tagging with BBB, um, the Italians. And I'll be facing Tajiri, Chikazen, and Asusan um, in a six-man tag. Um, and I think there's about 4,000, 5,000 tickets sold for that show. Wow, that's so huge. Big, big show. Uh, the Absolutely. biggest crowd I've ever worked in front of. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah. to train under under the legendary mm. Tajiri. And yeah. uh, I suppose once you've got over the the kind of the starstruck moment and realising yeah. you know, that this is really <laughs> happening, uh, yeah. what's he like to work with and be around? Uh, yeah, so as a trainer, he's... You know, there's not much better. Um, he's a, he's, every whenever someone asks me what he's like as a trainer, I just say he's such a pro. He's, he's the ultimate pro. His, his psychology, his technique is, is perfect. Um, you just pick up so much from him. Even when he's not really trying to coach, I can remember one time we, uh, he invited us around his house just to have some food with him and we watched a bit of wrestling. And even then, you just learn so much. It's just, Little little things, and gradually you just start taking in so much information. Um, but he's a hard trainer, I must admit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then you hear really about how close. how how hard the Japanese dojos are. And there's a picture of you and some of the mm. guys there. But you hear about how hard, how intense the Japanese dojos are. Yeah, and I know that you yeah, you you don't shy away from you know the hard training, the physicality, no. No. the demanding you know schedule and the the rigor. Mm -hmm of you know the drills i'm sure you love all of that but yeah, i've spoken yeah. so many people saying that that japanese dojos and japanese training is yeah. just that little bit more yeah yeah what, what's a... your experience and, and can you kind of you know testify to that mm, yeah so my i, I kind of came here with the mindset of i'll be all right because to be honest jo i know for a fact joel's school all-star south uh it's the hardest uh, it's, that's probably the closest you're going to get to a Japanese school in terms of drills and how, how really hard you get pushed. Like I, I really do believe some of the drills we do at Joel's school are like maybe harder than some of the drills in Japan. Really? Wow. Um, some of them, yeah, yeah. 
because um, some some days the drills that Joel would make, there's one of me and Niwa, and like that, it's a killer drill. And I I haven't really done anything in Japan that test. That was a different type of cardio, but in Japan it's more it's a lot of body weight stuff, um, and that stuff really I really struggled the first week. Um, I couldn't move. I was really my body. I was I remember laying in bed just thinking, "Wow, am I going to feel like this for the next year?" Um, but I think it is because it's a different style of training. Uh, my body just wasn't used to it. Yeah, but it is. It's a lot harder. I mean, I think most guys in England, if they came here, they would they wouldn't last <laughs> even in a couple of days. It's it is another level. Yeah, it really is. And I'm sure you know you're uh, obviously a. Uh, a gym fanatic and a fitness mm. freak and uh, yeah. it's taking your i suppose your cardio and your fitness to a yeah. whole other whole other level i'm guessing yeah definitely like i'm doing things here um that i just could never really do back home or never thought i'd be able to do um i really feel like i'm kind of leveling up here um yeah. every day i'm learning just little little things new new techniques new little tricks and slowly just coming better and better yeah Absolutely. Let's talk about some of the matches that you've had over there then. Um, and obviously uh, that's the, the poster for your first match, which yep. was the 16th of April. And uh, I believe your your first two matches were in tag matches against BBB. Yeah. I think they're Brixia Bone uh, Benders. Or, breakers, uh, Brix- yeah. Breakers, my apologies. Uh, and there's some kind of snapshots uh, mm-hmm. of uh, some of the matches there. Is your entrance for the second match against BBB, and we're a little bit familiar with BBB over here in the UK. Yeah. They've recently uh, performed for Rev Pro, yeah. um, and uh, like I said, I know that they've uh, they're highly accomplished over in Italy. Yeah. Uh, but uh, like I say, we're going to talk about some of you, your moves in a minute, but I absolutely love it when you do the diving head, but we will <laughs> talk about that. And, and look, at, look at that one there. The the, the Italians, unfortunately, yeah. cheating for the win. Disgusting. Why didn't the referee spot that? But uh, like I say, them first um, couple of matches, tag matches against BBB, looked um, a huge amount of fun. And mm. uh, what I really noticed about that was almost straight away, uh, you felt very comfortable, very confident in the ring, uh, mm. not just your athletic wrestler side um, being kind of spot on, but um, mm. your character side kind of playing mm. up to the audience uh, yeah, yeah. was absolutely fantastic. So, so you just felt really, really at home almost from day one. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it was kind of, I remember before my first match, I, I kind of thought to myself, right, I'm here for a reason. Like, I wouldn't be here if there wasn't some potential there. Um, so I think naturally when you when you travel to another country to wrestle, your confidence goes up with that. Um, and everyone in Kyushu, the, the company is, is the best company I've ever worked for in general in my whole life. Um, yeah. Everyone is so nice. Um, Tajiri even says it's his favourite company he's ever worked for because um, the, the locker room's so nice. Everyone's so kind. Um, there's no politics or anything like that. So, yeah, I think because I felt welcome and confident yeah i was able to go out there and just do what i love doing which is absolutely Mm. absolutely and uh was there any issues with um dare i say the language barrier i I mean i know that Um, wrestling is a language all all to its own but uh, how how do you kind of in in a match or maybe in preparation for a match how do you overcome that um it's an interesting one um because i think i've had five matches here now and three of them were 
with only Japanese speaking people. Obviously, Tajiri speaks English. Yeah. Um, so that that one, there was no issues there when you know working with Tajiri, obviously. Um, and then the Italians, they speak English. Of course. When you when you work with a Japanese, I mean, wrestling is kind of a universal language, so there's little terms that everyone gets. But uh, I remember there was one match. It was in a shopping mall. And I was with three other Japanese wrestlers in a tag. I remember going out there thinking, I kind of not sure what's going to happen here, because <laughs> I've no some because the, the language barrier is so big. I think some Japanese guys they'll be speaking in Japanese to you, thinking you're understanding what they're saying, and you say or don't understand, and then they just repeat in Japanese. <laughs> um, so it's a lot of a lot of hand gestures, and but uh, I find that. I really find it fun and it's a good challenge to work with people who don't speak your language. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm having my best matches here and with people who can't speak English. So I think that says it all really. Yeah. And like you say, wrestling is a, is a language, a universal language all yeah. of its own. And uh, mm. are, are you picking up uh, the Japanese language? I'm sure you've been there Little a couple bit. of months now where you, you, you kind of, but, but after the, after, by the end of the first year, I'm sure you'd be kind of uh, pretty well, good, but you're picking up little bits at the moment. It's very hard, especially <laughs> when you've got a stupid Wiltshire accent like me. Um, it's hard. I mean, I, I know all the basics. Yeah, hellos, excuse me, thank yous. But um, in terms of picking up, like, uh, to have a conversation in Japan, I think I might struggle. I was trying to learn when I before I came and got here. But then with the training and stuff, I kind of yeah. forgot to like, keep studying. Um, but I... I live with one Japanese guy, so he's a young boy for the company. So I do try and pick up some things off him. But everyone in the house speaks English, so it's quite hard. I think the best way to learn a language is to be surrounded. But because most of the time it's English in the house, it's quite hard to uh, yeah. pick it up. Mm. Absolutely. And if in doubt, just download Google Translate. Yeah, I mean, I, I download <laughs> the whole Japanese language on my phone, so I'm always using Translate. <laughs> Right. Without further ado, we've got to talk about uh, this guy, this match here. Then it was your, I believe it was your third match, uh, and yeah. uh, it was in a main event, main eventing against Tajiri, of course, mm. and uh, your your coach, your head trainer, your yeah. mentor over there. When you first found out that you were going to be facing Tajiri mm-hmm. in only your third match, you'd probably yeah. only been there two or three weeks. Yeah. Um, and then finding out that it was going to main event that show as well. Mm. What was your what was your initial thoughts? What was your initial reaction? Mm. So it was actually the opener. Oh, was it really? Yeah, yeah. Ah, right. To I me, must have the, read the must have read I, the card wrong. To me, then. the opener and main. I'm yeah. happy with either. They're both yeah. the best spots, I think. Um but yeah, I'll never forget when I found out it was after it was after a really hard session with uh Mentai Kid, who's another trainer. Um it was after, yeah. I remember finding out that I was working to Jerry and I, I felt very nervous but very excited at the same time. Cause um yeah, he's a legend and I I couldn't believe it. And as soon as I found out, I just studied tapes and tapes and tapes and just watched so much to Jerry. Um and yeah, we we, uh, I felt like we had good chemistry in there. Um, it was so easy to work with him. Um, I always say to people, because I, I obviously I'm friends with a lot of green wrestlers and I'm yeah. green myself still. And whenever they kind of work an experienced wrestler, they're very nervous. But I always say, uh, 
good wrestlers are good because they're easy to work with and they can get a match out of anyone. So on the day when I worked to Jiri, um, I was very nervous, but at the same time, I was really excited to get in there. Um, and I was glad I felt like that because I remember when I first started, I used to get really nervous before I go in and you don't perform as well. You need to be up for it. Um, and I can tell when I watched that match, I was really up for it in there. Maybe too much, too much adrenaline, I suppose. But yeah, it was, uh, it's uh, really cool to say I can, I've worked to jury. Mm. Yeah, and I, I think we, we spoke off air, and I think you said that that's probably you know the, the, the match that you're most proud of that you can yeah. kind of go back and watch and uh, show mm. other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing I know is from watching that back, and all all of your matches are available um, on on their website. Yeah, uh, they got links to uh, all of all of your matches. But uh, one thing I noticed was Tajiri can still go, can't he? He can still oh go. God, yeah. He still hits hard. He still kicks hard. Yeah. I, mean, I saw that in Cheltenham last year. But uh, watching yeah, their yeah. matches back, and your match in particular, he can still go. Yeah. Oh my! I remember. Yeah, there was a there was a spot in the match where there was like a bump and feed, and I remember thinking, "Oh my God, he's just right up on his feet. He's quicker than most twenty-year-olds, and he's uh, I think he's fifty-two. But yeah, he's uh, and he's." He's still in amazing shape. He he, would t- he was telling me that um he's got hasn't really got any major injuries in his career, so he's you know he can still go if he if he's really if he really wanted to put on a top quality match and he was up for it, there'd be no issues there. He's 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 the man. <laughs> yeah, and, and you didn't get sprayed in the face either with his green mist. No, it's very lucky. <laughs> maybe they kind of wanted to, though. <laughs> it's kind of like a, a hallmark, you know, a, a yeah. badge of honor or something. So maybe, but one thing I did notice also about that match is uh, you came out to uh, Ace of Spades, yeah, for a motorhead. Now, mm. if that tune doesn't get you motivated, if that exactly. tune doesn't get you hyped <laughs> for a match exactly. against Nigerian, then nothing will. But that is an awesome uh, bit of yeah. entrance music there. And mm. uh, that certainly kind of sets the scene when you step through them curtains and then Ace of Spades is playing as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wanted, because uh, um, back in England, I was always changing my entrance song. I had so many different entrance songs. Um, but I thought, you know, if I'm going to be this kind of, intense dynamite kid style wrestler in japan i need some hard-hitting music don't think there's anyone better than motorhead for that (laughs) yeah it definitely works it definitely works um and um i I think your your style your wrestling style definitely lends itself perfectly to a japanese promotion to a japanese audience Mm. um you know the the intensity uh you know i think the traditional British wrestling that's also part of your makeup as well. Um, Some high spots and the the grappling, the character work. Um, So I think this whole package of Mm. Ripper Reed and uh, what I've just explained kind of lends itself perfectly to a a Japanese wrestling audience. And they seem to have um, kind of uh, been very receptive to you so Mm. far. You're you're performing as a baby face as well, I understand. But uh, I think the Japanese fans have uh, kind of taken you to their heart very quickly. Yeah. Um, Yeah, the Japanese fans are amazing. They're so... There's a big difference, I think, between the Japanese and the British fans. Um, the Japanese, are they really respect what you do. Um, they, they love it. Wrestling is like a sport to them. It's really professional. Um, and when you meet them, they're so respectful. Um, and yeah, they're just really nice. Um, very passionate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. 
You mentioned Dynamite Kid there, and I think mm. that's kind of uh, quite prevalent when you see any of your matches. Certainly, yeah. I, I think the, the look, the build, the, mm -hmm. the physique is very yeah, reminiscent yeah. of a Dynamite Kid. Also, the awesome uh, snap suplexes and the yeah. diving headbutt, which has become mm. a bit of a trademark of yours. Mm. Um, was Dynamite Kid a bit of an a bit of an influence uh, during your training? Um, is he somebody that you've seen a lot of and maybe yeah. model yourself on a little bit? So, I always since day one, Joel always. I think Joel always seen that I was. You could tell straight away I was naturally just the way I would, I'm very intense in the ring. Um, and he would always tell me, you know, you need to work like a, a Benoit or a, a dynamite yeah. kid. Yeah. Um, it took me a while to kind of realize, realize that, I think, because when I first got into wrestling, I was, I was wrestling very different to how I wrestle now. Um, but then when I came to Japan, the promoter literally told me, I want you to just be dynamite kid. <laughs> there you go. So uh, since I've come here, I, every day I'm studying dynamite kid i mean i was watching his tapes anyway back home but now it's kind of when i match study it's dynamite kid first every day um absolutely yeah so yeah, yeah definitely you... i definitely um make my style trying to make my style as crisp and as intense as his was yeah, and I think you know you probably couldn't get anybody um, more influential than Dynamite Kid with the people that he has mm -hmm. kind of if, if, use that word again influenced over the years. Yeah. Um, he really did break the mold when it came to smaller, powerful, athletic guys. And uh, like I say, your your diving headbutt is pretty sweet. And uh, I've got to <laughs> say, you've got a pretty neat spear behind you as well. I've seen yeah, you do, I know, do yeah. spear and. Uh, um, you do mix it up a little bit, but uh, mm. I, I love what you're doing in terms of your move set. Um, but to tell us a little bit about your your wrestling fandom. Now we know that you've been kind of mm. training and working in the business the last couple of years. Uh, but would I be right in thinking that you've been a wrestling fan for longer? Yeah, so I can take you kind of from the start to yeah. where I've got to now, if you want. Um, so I'd say. I got into wrestling when I was about seven, seven, eight years old. Um, my good friend back home, Curtis, he uh, SmackDown vs Raw 2007. I never forget. He, sh he showed me that, showed me that game on uh, the PSP, and then I, and after that, I was just mesmerised by wrestling, um, watching it all the time, constant. My two loves in life, pretty much all my life, are football and wrestling. So uh, it was always them two growing up and yeah i just used to watch wrestling all the time and then i started you know bloody trampoline wrestling all that rubbish just with my mates just when we were like 10 12 years old um it kind of just and then i kind of just never grew out of uh you know i just was obsessed with it all throughout my childhood um and when i was about 15 16 i started to realize uh i don't think i'm gonna be a professional footballer now so I was like, well, what can I do? And then I had this love of wrestling. But when I was younger, I always used to think, mm, I think that would hurt too much. It looked too painful. Um, but then I started lifting weights when I was 15 because I knew I used to, I obviously knew when I watched the wrestling, they're all big guys. So um, I was lifting weights, lifting weights, lifting weights. And then, yeah, it kind of just went from there, really. Uh, eventually found Joel's school. Um, and then start training up. I've always, yeah, been a huge fan all my life. 
Absolutely. Um, and that, that brings us to our first uh, listener question. Let me just find the right uh, right question here, if I can. Here we go. So, uh, friend of the show, Richie, uh, were there any wrestlers who you might have idolised or looked up to uh, mm. during your fandom that might have inspired you and uh, made you want to become a pro wrestler? No, I know we've already spoken about Dynamite Kid, but mm. were you a fan of any other uh, yeah. wrestlers um, that, that kind of inspired you for various reasons uh, during yeah. your, your early fandom? Mm. Um, yeah, so when I was younger, I so my first few, my first couple of wrestling DVDs were not classic, normal wrestling DVDs for a, like a young child. I think I think the first wrestling DVD I ever bought was King of the Ring '94 '95. So I, that was kind of my first. I used to watch those every night. Um, so I remember I loved Owen Hart when I was younger, um, and then I, when I started to watch more wrestling, uh, I used to love Rick Rude obsessed with rick rude he thought he was a just a legend wow um, yeah, I, I <laughs> we a, might I, bring him up a bit later <laughs> uh, i was uh always a big fan of the heels uh when i was younger i don't know why but i'm um, like the cocky the classic cocky arrogant heels um i'm just trying to think who else yeah i mean they would have obviously bret hart eventually became one of my favorites um and then as i got older i started to appreciate the technical wrestlers more yeah um and then yeah i got really into obviously i'm into dynamite kid now and eddie guerrero kurt angle like all the classics all the classic technical wrestlers um but yeah i think when i was younger it's probably not your normal answer but it's probably rick rude <laughs> yeah nothing wrong with that yeah. at all i'd say yeah. he was a a favorite of mine uh yeah. back in the day as well uh we've had a couple of people reach out and uh although mm. this person's name is not going to appear on the screen i have checked and i know that it's mike mad dog angus tnt extreme rigging out sir he says a very hard worker trained by joel redmond who's one of the best uh, trainers mm. around keep up the hard work bros so oh, uh, thank you there we go keep up the hard work um so Tell me about what um, eventually inspired you to want to find a trainer school, um, look up a trainer school, mm. and then step through them doors on day one. And yeah. I know you've been with Joel for a couple of years now, but uh, mm. tell us about the process of actually kind of, first of all, that light bulb moment, thinking, yes, I yeah. want to do this, and mm. then going out and searching for a school. So it's, it's interesting how it all works. So when I was 17, um, I did... A little, I did a little bit of training at 4FW. Um, as soon as I passed my driving test, I because at the time it's crazy. Within six years, there went from being absolutely no schools about to there's loads of schools now. It's crazy. It's kind of boomed yeah. in the last six years. <laughs> when I just turned, because when I got got my driving license, my mindset was right. Let's go and let's go and train. So I did maybe two three months it was kind of once a week but i wasn't i was really not consistent with it i missed sessions and so i was 17 and i didn't really know if i wanted really at the time if i really wanted to do that um but obviously i met through that i got a few contacts um and i met uh chris bronson um and then when covid happened i got really back into wrestling i got the fire this time and i was like right i'm actually going to do it this time and go for it I messaged Chris Bronson because um, I, I didn't even watch wrestling for a few years between kind of 18 and uh, 20. And then I messaged Chris Bronson in lockdown saying, oh, I'd love to start training again. Um, where are you training now? Um, 
and he said a few schools and then he said he recommended he said there's one in Salisbury which is obviously very close to where I live um and he said I'll invite you to the group and then just you know get in touch with Joel and see what can happen and then I remember I just gave Joel a message on Facebook saying I'm interested um can I come down and um yeah eventually when the lockdown started to loosen up a bit I went down and trained on a Saturday morning um, at my gym Salisbury which is where the old uh, school training school was and then yeah from there I think Joel saw something and kind of um, I can't thank him enough really he really uh, pushed me you know pushed me hard but in a good way um, if he was doing other seminars at schools he'd bring me along um, and just train me up just to try and get me as good as I can as quickly as possible yeah, absolutely, um, yeah. and uh, got a few pictures of uh, of the old unit. Yeah, uh, I think this is possibly wow. uh, what you're referring to. Uh, mm. Obviously, it's a lot different now because uh, Joel has recently opened a new unit in Salisbury yeah. uh, with with the ring. It's the whole nine yards, and uh, I was down there filming for them a few weeks back, and I think you saw it just before you flew out to Japan. But uh, Joel's got a fantastic facility now. Uh, encourage anybody to go down there if you're a you know, inquiring or interested in becoming a pro mm. wrestler, or maybe you want to develop your skills further, get in touch with Joel for sure. Um, but to, when you spoke about the weight training and uh, mm. you started lifting weights when you were about 15, mm. um, and obviously I think you're about 23 now, so you've been lifting yeah. weights for a good seven or eight years. Mm. But but going into your wrestling training, I mean, I mean look at this phenomenal physique. That's <laughs> um, taken in Cheltenham. Chiseled. Absolutely mm. chiselled. Um, <laughs> look at that. That's an awesome picture as well. Mm, yeah. but, uh, I mean, going into pro wrestling, already mm. having uh, the strength and some conditioning mm -hmm. um, and kind of the, the mass as well, yeah. that's probably automatically giving you maybe one or two advantages over 100%, 100%. A, other people that are just starting out in terms of having yeah. a bit of a look and the strength already. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I'm kind of glad that when I was younger, I realize that at a young age that you need to be in shape because i i'd never i don't understand wrestlers who aren't in shape just i don't get it it's crazy to me you're instantly putting yourself at a disadvantage um because people you know having a body is half half the battle if you have a good body most promoters will book you even if you're not the best technical wrestler out there and there's you know skinnier guys who are really good a promoter wants a you know someone to put on a poster so um yeah, it was a big thing for me to get in as the best shape as I, that I could. Because um, I really believe that's the most important thing for a wrestler. It's a look um, over anything else. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And I think almost instantly Joel saw something in you, mm. took you under his wing, mentored you, uh, took you out to shows. Obviously, we yeah. met uh, last February in Cheltenham. So, uh, like I say, you was already a good few months into, into your yeah. training and maybe had uh, a few matches under your belt by then. Mm. But, uh, I mean... Obviously, Joel's a, not just a mentor and a coach, but probably a good friend of yours. But what would you say that Joel has kind of done for you in terms of getting you to where you are now? I mean, Everything. is there any kind of like any fundamentals that, that, that you can tell us about what he's done for you? I mean, everything I've done in wrestling is down to him. Um, I can't thank him enough. Um, every single booking, every single contact has been through him, to be honest. I don't really think I've got I mean, eventually I got on terms of promoters where I could speak to them 
the one to one, but yeah, especially the first year and a half, yeah, pretty much year first year and a half, it's all been him. Um, I can't thank him enough, and he, he obviously with other guys at the school he does it for as well. Um, because yeah, he's he's so uh, he's a very generous guy. He'll give up a lot of time for his trainees if he sees you've got a good attitude and you work hard. Um, he'll really put the hours in. Doesn't matter. Um, yeah. yeah, he's a really generous coach. He's a class guy, and yeah. uh, of course, when I saw you in Cheltenham, um, it was as a as a, not you weren't performing on the show as, yeah. a, as a referee as a <laughs> talent. You were as a, uh, probably the most vascular referee yeah. in the business. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Look at those arms. Those yeah. aren't any awesome uh, referee's arms. That's an I'll old school what... WCW shirt. <laughs> you count a three count with them arms, you're going to put a hole <laughs> in that for sure. But uh, some great pictures there. I'm not mm. sure if that's from Cheltenham, but you probably did. That's more uh, than all one. star. Oh, was it really? Yeah. But, but, I mean, obviously, I, I've heard many stories of uh, trainees, young trainees being given an opportunity to ref to yeah. give them a, a better and a greater understanding of. Yeah. The wrestling business and i'm mm. sure that also helped you in a sense as well to kind of be involved in a match without being involved in a match and kind of soaking in what it takes to put a match together would that be about yeah. right yeah i mean to be honest i really enjoy refereeing um i'd love to do it again one day maybe <laughs> it's quite fun um but yeah you pick up a lot so that pitch you show me for example i remember that day very well because i refed uh Joel Redman versus Dan Maloney. Wow. And um, yeah, it was for one, it was a it was a really good match. And two, I just remember thinking they're so relaxing here. You know, they they they, they were just having a, a casual conversation while putting on this quality match. Um, but obviously you do you pick up on like the little things, uh, like the spot spot calling and stuff. And the it's mainly the positioning. You realise when you're a ref, like you really need to be in the right place at the right time. Um, so you, you do, you pick up a lot, um, subconsciously as well. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And, uh, outside of refereeing, uh, I, I yeah. know certainly in the last 12 months, you, you've, you've branched out a lot and, um, mm. I, I, I clarified the list with you before we went live, but, uh, full force wrestling, for example, mm. wrestling society, CSF, mm. uh, the wrestling Coventry, mega slam, mm -hmm. all-star wrestling, and probably, many more that I uh, mm. have neglected to put on my list, but that's quite an impressive list as it stands. Mm. And uh, obviously a lot of really fun experiences for a lot of really fun UK promotions there. Um, yeah. Well, what have you enjoyed most about branching out, experiencing different crowds, mm. working with different promoters and yeah. maybe different talent? What have you enjoyed the most? Um, for me, it's meeting new people. Uh, and, what I love about wrestling is it takes you to places that you would never go in normal life. Like yeah. I remember doing a show in uh, Stoke one night. I just thought that's never a place I really wanted to go. I really enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, it's the, the travel's hard, but I love to see things and go to like these weird towns. Like I've done shows in some of the weirdest places in England. You wouldn't even know they existed. Um, and then on top of that, you get to, travel with your friends and you know, you know you're getting paid and it's fun it's really fun and you get yeah. to wrestle of course <laughs> absolutely that's the icing on the cake isn't it mm. actually getting to perform and uh i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna mention two two names here one we've already spoken quite a bit about the one another one we haven't but uh Kean the fox kelly uh, i think mm. you got to wrestle him uh for csf yeah um uh, 
highly regarded as one of the best pros in the UK and probably uh, massively kind of underrated for the experience that he has and for mm. what he does for the UK business. Yeah. Um, legitimately one of the best pros mm. in the UK, if not further afield, and a really nice guy as well. And then, of course, you, you did wrestle Joel. You've probably wrestled Joel a few times, but I think this picture was yeah. maybe from a... Uh, maybe, I'm not sure, maybe... Yeah, mm. but... Um, to, to wrestle two UK legends like that, mm. and I'm going to call them legends because they yeah. are, the, you know, Kean Kelly and, and Joel Redman, um, especially kind of still very early on in your career. Yeah. That, that must be awesome for you. Yeah, so Kean, yeah, I'm glad you've brought Kean up because I owe a lot to Kean. Um, he's been really good to me as well because um, I see him as a mentor because um, I had my first, my debut match was against Kean, my first ever match. It wow. was in Celsius. My first match, it was in Celsius and it was a thousand people and obviously it's my first match and I was, I was shitting myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hell um, of a debut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Kian just was such, so nice, like really, you know, calm the situation down. Um, and I've worked Kian a, a few times since, um, but just in general, he's, you know, he's such a nice guy on top of being a, a quality wrestler. And I remember before I went to Japan, um, it was kind of this was when Japan was kind of it was pretty pretty much happening, but it wasn't hundred percent. He uh he gave me a phone call and he basically told me, you know, like you need you need to take this opportunity. Don't make the mistake I did. Um, because he, he had a chance to go out to Ring of Honor when he was younger. Um, but he didn't because uh I, I think it you know it was a bit of a risk. Yeah. But he said to me, you know, you wish he did. So that that phone call meant a lot because it really made me realize that this opportunity you, you just got to go for it like screw the day job you just got you just got to go and do it yeah. um and we, we spoke for like an over like over an hour but yeah it was i owe a lot to kian definitely yeah top guy mm. and uh, mm. wrestling joel i know you know joel very well um and i'm sure he knows you even better but actually getting to perform with the great man in the ring uh a bit of bit of an experience i would say yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah, every time I wrestle Joel, um, it's cool because I've wrestled Joel at different stages. I wrestled him when I was uh-huh. extremely green, when I was uh, still green, but a little bit better. And I'm out. my last match before I went to Japan, I wrestled Joel for full force. Um, and I'm still green, but a lot better than I was the first time. Um and our matches gradually get more complex and we do a bit more. Um, and that, that match with Joel was the first time I've had like, this is awesome chance and stuff like that. Um, so that's pretty cool. I think it shows, you know, the type of trainer and wrestler is he can get someone from being green as grass to having a match that the crowd really genuinely enjoy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, you always pick up so much with Joel. Yeah, and I'm going to kind of disagree with you. I, I don't think you are green. I think everything I've seen and your progress and kind of where you are at the moment, mm. um, I'd, I'd say that you've advanced way beyond that. But oh, thank uh, you. <laughs> absolutely. But, but what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> One thing I do want to say, and we touched on it earlier, is uh, obviously you know you're coming on leaps and bounds with your in-ring work. Uh, your experience is going through the roof. But we, we did touch on it briefly, and that, that's your character work. And I think what, for anybody that actually is there in person to see your matches or anybody that's watched back uh, any of your matches, and certainly your matches over in Japan, mm. 
they do show a lot of character work and i think it shows that you have a lot of fun out there and i'm going to give mm. a few examples i've seen matches where you've done the the rick flair strut yeah. Uh, you do the, the Rick Rude hip swivel. It's um, funny because I've stopped all that now. <laughs> well, now that you're in Japan, of course, but I'm sure when you yeah. come back over here, who knows? You've, you've come out mm. uh, with face paint at CSF, and uh, yeah, yeah. of course, you, you know, you've just played the, the finest uh, tash in all of British wrestling. Yeah, uh, but, uh, you know, I think when people think of rippery they might think mm. of you know just this straight up and down wrestler but i think there's many layers to you to be honest with you especially mm. the character side the sense of yeah, humor yeah. uh which which you have to be honest with you yeah it's tricky because that's the thing when i was growing up i loved the out there characters but um since coming to japan i've realized my style is a more uh, it suits me more as a more of a serious wrestler yeah so i've had to kind of cut that out and it is a bad habit because sometimes I'll <laughs> I'll be wrestling and I'll be serious for a whole match and then I'll I'll just get the urge to do a Rick Rude or something. <laughs> it's, it's just stupid. It's like an impulse. But yeah, unfortunately, I think that stuff's probably for now is getting pushed to the side and you're going to see a more serious Ripper Reed. I enjoy the showmanship for sure. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. But a uh, ton of fun anyway. Mm. Um, and uh, it does bring us to another question that came through before we went live once again from a, a friend of the show. Let's bring up the right one here. Richie. Uh, thank you, Richie, for being uh, say a top guy and sending through your questions. Do you have any dream matches that you'd love to have one day in the future mm. and of course you know th these could include any japanese talent that you'd yeah, like to yeah. face but uh, any any uh any world-based talent mm. that you'd like to face sometime in the future that's on your bucket list yeah for sure i mean my dream match always has been ray mysterio yeah when i was younger if i was you know just messing around i'd always be thinking right i'm wrestling ray mysterio right now um i don't know why but i just think the matches he has are always so fun to watch and exciting. Um, but in terms of, I'm trying to think who else. There's so many guys. It's a hard question because oh yeah, a lot of like with wrestling, like when people ask who's your favorite wrestler or what's a dream match, it's like music for me. It, it depends on your mood on the day. Yeah. Um, but obviously, yeah, so many guys. Oh, Cody Rhodes, my massive Cody Rhodes fan. Love to work him. You know, people like that. Um, and then maybe in the UK, there's there's a few guys like I'd love to work Niwa, uh, Bullet, um, and I'm a big fan of uh, Dan Maloney and Gabriel Kidd. I'd love yeah. to work both of them. Um, but yeah, so many guys. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and like much like yourself, I think the, the UK is uh, a real melting pot at the moment for real yeah. up and coming yeah. UK stars. And you mentioned Chris Bronson, people like yeah. you know Toby Valentine, and yeah, yeah. Jordan Sparks, and mm. you know uh, Nathan Angel. Yeah, yeah. Nathan I mean, come Angel. on, that that guy's got the world at his yeah. feet, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he makes me feel old. <laughs> so he's 19 um but uh, i'm just jealous jealous of his hair um but uh never mind that's another story and um a final real question for me then um you, you i think you said on another social post of yours that uh, after you finished your year over in japan mm. uh, you you firmly believe that you're going to be 10 times the rest yeah. that you were when you first 100%. went out there when you get back to the UK, what sort of Ripper Reed do you think we can expect? And 
you know, what do you want to accomplish when mm. you do finally leave yeah. Japan and, and come back over to the UK? So I want to, my goal is, in speaking with the guys I live with a lot about this, um, to, I want to go to the big shows, the Progresses, the Rev Pros. Um, that's, that's the goal. I want to get into that bracket of, because I think they're the top promotions to wrestle for um, in Europe. So that that's the goal. Um, but I also just want to keep doing what I'm doing, keep wrestling. doesn't matter how big the crowd is, what the promotion is. Just I want to work every, a bit like what Joel does. He kind of, every weekend, he's got like three shows. Um, and then the half term, the school holidays, every day. That's kind of what I want to do. Just keep doing what I'm doing and keep improving. Um because there's definitely things in the UK that you don't do in Japan. So it'll be, you learn so much in both countries for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, like I say, you've been a, an awesome guest on this week's episode of Wrestling with Johnners, but we're not going to let you go anywhere yet. Uh, we still need to ask you for your socials. But before we do, uh, I know I reeled these off at the beginning of the, the episode, but just to remind everybody, if you haven't done so already, um, hit the follow button, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, because you're not going to want to miss out on any of these uh, interviews coming up. Nigel McGuinness, my exclusive uh, progress uh, behind the scenes, post-show interview after day three of Super Strong Style, uh, a fantastic 15-minute uh, chat with Nigel McGuinness, uh, a world exclusive there. And then, of course, on Monday the 12th of June, I've got the English Lion, Eddie Ryan, coming on to the Wrestling with Johnners, uh live on Monday the 14th, uh, Monday the 12th. And uh, so a real veteran of the UK scene. Um, and uh, Eddie's been there, done that, seen everything, uh, one of the most experienced guys. And uh, like I say, I think he's got some some kind of hot off the uh, hot off the press news to talk uh, talk to us about as well. Um, then, of course, we've got British wrestling legend James Mason coming two days later, Wednesday the 14th of June. This has been a, a much anticipated um, and, and, and a long kind of uh, overdue interview with James Mason. Um, and then, of course, we've got... Uh, Rain Leverkusen coming onto the show, and Rain joins us on Wednesday, the 21st of June. Uh, one of the most up and coming, most exciting uh, performers on the UK scene. And Rain has recently just come back from a uh, a month over in Japan. So it'll be interesting to hear her story. Uh, but one of the kind of um, hottest up and coming talents on the UK scene. Then, of course, we've got Mike Krakenbush coming onto the show, uh, former promoter of Shikara. Um, highly regarded as one of the best technical wrestlers in the world. It'd be great to speak to Mike on Monday, the 26th, uh, live 8 p.m. UK time. And then to round off the month, I've got uh, this young man here, Vusik, who's doing some awesome things. He's going to be live on the Wrestling with Johnners podcast Thursday, the 29th of June, uh, doing some tremendous things in the north of the UK. And of course, uh, doing some great things for 1PW. So one of the leading promotions of the UK, Vusik is there. Uh, what a, a fantastic natural talent. He's been uh, compared to uh, Leon Slater uh, and many others. Such an exciting talent. So uh, Vusik will be on the 29th of June. Uh, but back over to my guests here, Ripper Reed. Um, and Ripper, for any of my uh, viewers, listeners that might be watching or listening to this and they want to get in touch, they want to uh, follow you on social media, see some footage or just to say hi, where can they do so? And if it helps, I do have a little ticker that's running along the bottom of the screen there with your handles. But oh, the floor cool. is yours, my friend. Yeah, Instagram and Twitter are the only socials I'm on, really. So, yeah, you got them down there. So um yeah if you want to check me out and i'm posting a lot of my journey in japan especially on instagram um 
so yeah yeah go ahead and check it out um if you do follow me on twitter I, at the moment i'm only tweeting in japanese because all my followers are japanese because i only got twitter uh when i came to japan so if you want to translate a load of tweets go ahead <laughs> and follow me but yeah i'd say instagram's probably the best social to get me on so yeah, yeah. Uh, ripper read uh pw yeah, I highly recommend uh, following his uh, Instagram. Um, it really is. He looks like he updates it regularly and uh, very entertaining and looks like keep, keeping you fully up to date with yeah. everything he's doing over in Japan. But uh, Ripper, it's been, been awesome speaking to you for uh, just under an hour. Um, but for your kind of friends and family or maybe followers that are watching mm. this over in the UK, uh, maybe you, you, your fans or maybe your fellow pros, but if you've got a, a, a final message from Ripper Reed mm. uh, over in Japan there and there for uh, the next uh, 10 months or so. Yeah. Uh, what would you like to say to our UK audience? Um, thank, obviously, thank you for all the nice messages and support I've been getting. Um, it's really nice to see, you know, people being happy for you, especially in, in wrestling, because it's so easy to kind of, uh, there's a lot of, it can be quite a lot of bitterness in wrestling, but I've had nothing but, nice nice praise and comments of people so thank you for that um and obviously i'm i'm still keeping tabs on what's going on back home and it's really nice to see how much wrestling's booming at the moment um especially all the all-star guys they seem to all be working every week now and um joel i stay in touch with joel about the school and it, the school seems to be going really well so um yeah just i hope they all keep doing what they're doing and hopefully i can you know someone comes out here eventually from the school um that'd be great but yeah just just thank you really and yeah i wish everyone hope everyone's doing well back in england there we go but uh ripper reed i'm very excited i'll be keeping tabs on your future especially over in japan and especially when you get back uh, over here on uh, home turf but uh, i think you're the real deal my friend thank you um and i can't wait to see uh, what the future holds for you but uh, for now just want to thank you so much for your time and thank, thank you, you everybody thank for, you for watching. having me on no worries, Brilliant. you're very Thank welcome. You. Cheers, mate.